Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Uh, none of the players want the All-Star break, and the way the Nets are playing, they might as well just keep on playing a little bit of old and a little bit of new basketball-wise in this segment as we begin our second hour. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the old James Harden looking like his old self. Incredible. The return to Houston, J. Victorious. And then we'll get into a little bit of new. What did you make? I know you think he's your MVP front runner, And again, the Nets continuing to shine on basketball's biggest stage. Well, look, there were boos. There were cheers. They gave him a tribute video last night, Key, which he saw James Harden come out, put his hand over his heart. I think he got the respect that he was looking for, but he got that mostly by having a triple-double. Uh, 29 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds. We expected them to win this game, but uh, ultimately watching the relationship that will continue between the Rockets organization and James Harden was the pivotal moment. Uh, they're going to retire his jersey, and I think that was Tillman Fertitta, the owner, saying, hey, look, we want to amend ways. Uh, the way we handled it, the way we thought you handled it, probably wasn't in the first-class manner, but we're trying to move forward, and I think James Harden handled that very graciously last night. And they're going to retire jersey in the future, obviously, yes. right? Um, I, I think when you look at the difference between an Embiid and a, a James Harden for MVP, where are these teams going to be in the end? That's how I look at it. You know, I, I think that the award should run into the postseason. Jalen Rose doesn't think so. Some others doesn't think so. But I think it should run into the postseason before you give it out because, you know, one and done MVPs and your team get bounced in the first round. I don't like that. You're right. You know, but I don't know. I don't think that Philadelphia or the uh, the Nets will get bounced in the first round. I think both of these guys are playing well. We obviously have seen James Harden continue to do whatever it is that he's always done. I mean, think about it, though. Even in OKC, when he had the minutes he was getting, he was cooking. And then he just got better, and then he became who he is today after his stop in Houston. And I still have James Harden, number one, Joel Embiid, number two, LeBron James, number three. But I tell you, every time I watch Joel Embiid, I'm like, man, he keeps making his way. Like, he keeps inching up there. I mean, last night was another huge performance against a multi-dimensional uh, defender and Rudy Gobert, who's won Defensive Player of the Year multiple times. And Joel Embiid at 40 points. I mean, I thought the signature game he had against the Bulls where he went for 50 points was one. But last night was a game-changer moment for me. He just needs to stay healthy. Yes. I mean, if he can stay healthy, keep his weight down, you know, I think having Glenn Rivers as his coach and that coaching staff that he's assembled in Philadelphia certainly is getting the best out of both him and Ben Simmons. And Tobias Harris is helping along the way as well. There's mm. no doubt about it. Tobias Harris had 11 points in overtime yesterday. Joel Embiid, 40 and 19. Sixers <laughs> over the Jazz last night in the extra session. And to Key's point, it's going to be a great race down the rest of the way. Right now, as the Nets hit the All-Star break, the only team they're looking up at in their division is the Sixers, who are a half a game. game better, yeah, right? 24 and 12, 24 and 13. It's going to be great coming down the stretch for sure. So that's and the Nets have been doing it without Kevin Durant. Right. So imagine when they're at full strength. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, they, don't need, ah. they don't need Kevin Durant. <laughs> that calf strain. We'll keep an eye on that. That's a huge, huge story to follow as well. But as, as Jay said, and we discussed it earlier in the week, on the surface, it seems like a crazy question to ask. But in reality, it's, it's not crazy. Can they actually win it with two superstars instead of three? And Key seems to dissent on that, but we'll see what happens down the stretch. Last note, our buddy Frank Isola, who you see all over ESPN, basketball guy, covered the Knicks for, I don't know, 25 years. He was on a podcast the other day, and he said, and I thought you would appreciate this, Jay, the NBA is the only sport where, <laughs> where after the first 
like two games, the MVP discussion begins. In no other exactly. sport do we start talking about the MVP. Isol actually has a, a show on SiriusXM, and it's like a running bit. Like after the first day of the season, it's like, okay, let's get the MVP ladder up. And that's just what makes the NBA unique. Cassius Stanley was drafted into the NBA last year. He was the 54th overall pick. He was the young stud out of Duke. He's going to join us on the show tomorrow, 9.15 a.m. Eastern time. Woj reported late last month that he was also going to be taking part in the slam dunk contest. He's in a strange situation because he was drafted by the Pacers, but he's also a member of the vaunted, yes, you heard it, Fort Wayne Mad Ants. That's the G League outfit for the Indiana Pacers. He's going back and forth. He's going back and forth. The G League is in the bubble right now. Not all teams are there. You have to pay a half a million just to get into the bubble. And in today's economy, that's a lot to pay for your G League team. Is it really worth it? But you've got the G League as an option. You've got going overseas like you saw the ball family do. You can go Mm -hmm. to Australia or New Zealand. But, Jay, this morning you're going to unveil another option for some of the brightest young basketball talent in America. Yeah, it's an alternative path to college basketball. It's called Overtime Elite. Uh, They have made an announcement story just came out in the New York Times that they are launching the first professional high school basketball league. So for kids who are juniors and seniors, 16 to 18 years old, it will give them the optionality of earning anywhere between $100,000 and more. They will have equity within the overtime brand. Uh, They will be able to have endorsement deals as far as it relates to name, image, and likeness. And, uh, you know, is working with shoe deals. They'll be able to work with shoe companies to get shoe endorsements. And look, they're also trying to change around the curriculum. So it will be an accredited high school. They still haven't determined where they're going to do this yet. It's one of two cities, uh, but they're going to work with the kids, still get their core curriculum, uh, but then also work with financial literacy and also brand building and things of that sort. So it's uh, we always talk about it. I know the old guard will come out and say, you know, why are you giving these kids opportunities to earn? Because this will be seen as a competitor to college basketball to a degree. But, Key, you know, I've talked about this. Uh, this model already exists in Europe. Luka Doncic uh, was a pro when he was 14 years old. Uh, so you have this even with Canada up in hockey, uh, Canadian League in hockey, where kids are allowed to earn. Uh, they will have to forego their eligibility. That's what the NCAA deems. But I'm glad there is an alternative option out there for kids to earn at an earlier age. How how is this any different than the uh, I, I don't even the Ignite. select the, the select type team? You have to be 19. Okay. It's a, it's a you have to be 19 years old to participate in that select team for the G League. And so this is just another opportunity, sort of kind of like my, minor league baseball, I would guess, uh, because kids could go from high school to minor league baseball. But in this situation, they don't have to graduate from high school. They could just forego whatever it is at their high school and decide to go play in this particular league. But they're still having to go to school and do all those sort of things. So they'll still go to school. Uh, And just to disclose to everybody, I I sit on the board. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is involved. Obviously, Kevin Durant is involved. Uh, A lot of big-time backers are involved. I can't say their names. Uh, But, yes, it will be an accredited high school. Okay. So you will go to you will still receive your core curriculum, your core courses. So is this sort of like prep school? Yes, essentially, but it will be an official league as well. But it's a league, so but it's kind of twenty-five like prep to thirty school, right? players. Yes. So you you get a chance to continue to uh, refine your skills, but also put some money in your pocket at the same time. At the same time, yes. I look. I, I just think it's a game changer. We talk about it all the time. You know. Um, for kids who, quote-unquote, take money now, uh, you will be deemed ineligible it's, in it's, college. It's it's an opportunity for guys to get better, an opportunity academically to stay on course, 
But at the same time, it gives another option for guys to live their dreams. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. We don't say anything about tennis, golf, nope. none of those other sports. And so now basketball has come up with something that's good. Man. And I think this is going to help college basketball. We always talk about, right? Like, let's be real about it. So if a top-tier kid who's going there to play basketball, mm -hmm. right, not going there to go to school, to be frank with you, all you got to do is go to your first semester. So right. You go to your first semester, you get by your first semester, I'm on cruise control. Right. You know, uh, so you're not really going to school. So now those kids have an option to go to another place. Now, so now you have kids that are going to school more so to go to school and to participate in that college university. Yeah, and if it doesn't work out in basketball, they at least get their degree and they can go ahead and go to college and finish education if they decide. And Overtime Elite well. will pay for your four years of college because they consider that you are foregoing your eligibility. Wow. That's, That's an extra good. little wrinkle. Shocking. Last thing I would just mm. say, real Shocking. quick, I would say, and I think this is important. You <laughs> mentioned Luka Doncic. The reality is it's the most famous athlete in the world today. That's how he came up. Lionel Messi, before he became a Barcelona yeah. superstar, played at something called La Masia. La Masia exactly. is their trading academy, right? Find him young, find him at Argentina, boom, move him to Spain. Oh, he nine? Yeah, he's like a kid. They had yeah, a contract nine. on a napkin, but they put him in an academy and the next thing you know, he's one of the biggest athletes in the world. So hopefully for these kids that take advantage of it, it'll be great for them. We're asking you this morning, what constitutes success for your favorite NFL team? A little different for the Jags than it would be, I think, for, let's say, the Green Bay Packers. Tell us what constitutes success. Decisions, decisions, decisions on the way for so many teams at the quarterback spot, including front and center. Baker Mayfield, our NFL insider here with all the answers to those quarterback questions next on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. There is one thing I can tell you for sure, even though... We didn't know what this Browns team would end up doing. We do know that head coach Kevin Stefanski is going to join us here in less than an hour. We had an opportunity to chat with coach yesterday. We talked to him about Baker Mayfield picking up that money, giving him a big-time deal. Where does he stand on that? What's up with OBJ? How did his first year go? Getting to the playoffs, missing the first game because of coronavirus, the whole thing. Coach Stefanski is going to join us here in less than an hour on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. You know, I forgot. Until yesterday that he missed the playoff game. Crazy, I totally right? have for, you know what I'm saying? Like I forgot that that happened because they won. Right. And they won going away. Right, that 28 nothing lead against Pittsburgh in the first quarter and never looks back.
Just want to mention the poll question this morning. What constitutes success for your favorite NFL team? All right, now, see, this is interesting. If you're a Browns fan, you've got to sort of recalculate what qualifies as success. So a fan of any team, what constitutes success? The genesis of the question was, look, the Bears could be making the playoffs three times in four years under Matt Nagy if they get there next year. Is that successful or is his seat just too hot? Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your team and your level of expectation for success. Let's bring in the NFL insider Field Yates. He appears on the Goodyear hotline Field. brought to you by oh, Goodyear. Yeah. Helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Mm-hmm. All right, Field. Uh, earlier this morning, we had this discussion. We were looking back at the five quarterbacks drafted in the first round of the 2018 draft. And obviously right now, you know, Darnold is one of those situations where he's maybe hanging by a thread and we know the situation with Josh Rosen. So that leaves Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen, who have all played at times, some of them for the majority of the time, outstanding football. We're playing a little game. Three guys, Baker, Lamar, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. We're asking, which one of these guys would you extend, give the big money, it's done, which one of these gets the fifth-year option picked up, and which one of these is just going to sort of have to wait? you got to put one of these in each of these quarterbacks. What do you think? Yeah, first of all, good morning, guys. And this is a tricky question. I see what you guys are trying to do. You're trying to get me to say something that riles up one of the fan bases of these quarterbacks, or maybe in this case, two of the fan bases of these quarterbacks. So I want there's some process of elimination here. The first quarterback that I can say I would categorize is I would wait on Baker Mayfield. And the reason why is pretty straightforward. Uh, while Baker Mayfield was really good in the second half of this past season, he was inconsistent in 2019 and, you know, even the early goings of 2020 were not perfect for Baker Mayfield. And I understand that right now, if you tell Baker Mayfield, we're going to wait, it may come across as a slight or a dig towards Mayfield. You also have the pretty obvious level of investment in the player that, you believed in him as an organization enough to make him the number one overall pick. And I just think that the Browns can take a tale or a lesson from the Eagles and the Rams who recently extended a player, a quarterback after just three seasons, who wasn't a Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes type talent. And they may have regretted it. So Baker Mayfield, I'm waiting a year. It's trickier to decide between the option and the extension for the other two, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. And here's the reason why I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson as my option quarterback is my case to Lamar would be, hey, Lamar, it's a tight year in terms of the salary cap. We've got a lot of really good players on our roster right now, but what we're really lacking is we're lacking enough weapons in the passing game to allow you to be more like the player you were in 2019. If we extend you right now, it's going to take care of you financially but it's going to probably limit our ability to spend elsewhere. If you give us, if you put your faith back in us for one more year, then a year from now, you're going to be making a ton of money. The price of quarterbacks will only be that much richer, and you might have a number one wide receiver to work with as well. And that, of course, leaves Josh Allen as an extension candidate. Not that you couldn't flip Allen and Lamar, but you had to break the tie somehow, and that's how I broke the tie. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like what it. What would you have done, Seth? See, what do you got? What do you I'd, got I'd keep Baker where you have him. I'd slide Josh Allen because much like Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen kind of had some up and downs as well until they got Stephon Diggs. And then all of a sudden he hit. 
So I, you still, you know, even though we know what he's probably going to be, I still would, you know, maybe there's a conversation with him like you would have with Lamar where I kind of know what Lamar is, right? Lamar is a, a, an exceptional athlete that has a lot of snack, crackle, pop that gives us what we're looking for. We're not asking him to throw the ball 50 times a game. We want to just get our passing game a slightly better than it was this past year and retool our defense. And also, remember, as you know, Phil, the, the extension doesn't kick in this year. You can do it, and it kicks in in 2022. So, you know, I just think that Baltimore is going to extend him, and I think Josh Allen will probably be the guy that gets the the fifth-year option, and Baker, and Baker Mayfield will get the fifth-year option. That's kind of what I think they'll do with those guys. But let me ask you this question about another quarterback sitting here in New York in Sam Darnold who is, you know, right now kind of just waiting in the wings. What should the Jets do with the number two pick? I think the Jets should draft a quarterback with a number two pick. The clock is not ticking. It's basically already ticked with Sam Darnold. And the Jets are going to have to make a decision by early May on a fifth-year option for Sam Darnold, which this is the first year that fifth-year options are fully guaranteed. So if you pick it up, that means you're on the hook for it, whether Sam Darnold is the best quarterback in the NFL next year or the worst quarterback in the NFL next year. So you could potentially be committing to $20 million of Sam Darnold in 2022, and he might be the same player he was for the first three seasons. You have a new head coach. You have a GM who's not new, but we know that this is still in the early stages of Joe Douglas being able to actually maneuver this roster how he would like. I feel like you've got time on your side. I'd rather draft a quarterback that I truly believe in. And the counterpoint is often, well, think about how much support you could provide Sam Darnold if you don't take a quarterback number two, and instead you trade down or you take a Penny Sewell to pair with Mekhi Becton, or you take a Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase. I mean, first of all, you got to have a Keyshawn Johnson-like prospect if you're taking him as a wide receiver in the top two, just to be very clear about that, which mm. I think those two players can prove they can be. Um, but, you know, my – Wait, 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 Bill, you're saying there's a Keyshawn Johnson in the draft? <laughs> is that what you're man, saying? stop, man. He just shook his head. I just want to make sure you're clarifying <laughs> what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm not so sure. I don't know. We'll see. This, listen, Keyshawn's been in the, in the, in the limelight for, for 30 years now, so those guys got some big shoes to fill. Uh, but – I would just say that you know that that's the argument is you can support Sam Darnold with all these pieces. My thought is you can take a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields number two and still support them with a ton of pieces. You're going to have eighty million dollars in cap space. You've got four first round picks between this year and next. You've got plenty of resources to acquire players that I if you have a quarterback you believe in uh, in the draft, I'd rather take the quarterback and figure the rest of the stuff out. I'm glad you reminded us, Phil, of the fifth-year option because the new CBA kicked in, and I totally forgot it's not the old fifth-year option where it was guaranteed against injury. This is fully guaranteed. So I can see why the Chicago Bears made the decision not to exercise the fifth-year option on Mitch Trubisky. And speaking of the Chicago Bears, entering to this season in 2021, what's the story with Matt Nagy? Is the seat warm, hot, flaming hot, cold, or nothing for him to worry about? Yeah, I'd say warm. You know, I feel like saying it's like if, if I'm saying, I guess it, it could be construed as hot, but 
um, you know, before the season's begun, I at least want to, you know, cool things down a little bit just in case they do win big. But it feels like if the Bears don't win in a notable way this year, then we could see an organizational reset next offseason. I think that's not some mystery throughout the NFL. I think it's sort of logical to understand such could be the case. So, and that's why they're such an interesting team this offseason. And so I keep, I've been part of that speculation myself, thinking about would they trade for Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota. You know, there's been speculation about Alex Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and, and Jay Will, I'm sure when you're hearing those names, you're thinking to yourself, like, that's it? Like, yeah. that's the quarterback that's going to take a team that limped into the playoffs last year at 8-8, eight and eight, take them to new heights? And, and my thought would be, is that really what the Bears are going to do? If you are potentially on your make-or-break season, is that your plan? Which recently I've started to think that if I'm the Bears, I don't know what the prize is, but I got to have my eyes on the prize, whether that's Deshaun Watson. And I don't know what that takes. I know it takes at least three first round picks, but Deshaun Watson or somebody else, I got to figure the bears swing as big as humanly possible because, you know, playing small ball and just looking to get on base with your quarterback, that's not going to make you go from eight and eight to 10 and six, 11 and five, or whatever it would take to keep your job beyond 2021. Phil, so we got into a debate this morning and Zubin brought up a a really interesting point just by saying, if they do make it to the playoffs, say they get bounced in the first round again too. Now Matt Nagy will have been to the playoffs three out of his four years there. Is that more Ryan Pace on the hot seat? Because when's the last time? I I know Chicago people don't want to settle for mediocrity, just making it to the playoffs. I know they want to go further. But, I mean, when's the last time you had a coach that has gone to the playoffs the amount of time that Matt Nagy has? Yeah, so I think what's going to be held against Matt Nagy more than the playoff success is the fact that he was hired to be a quarterback guru And that hasn't been the case. I mean, they had one good season for Mitch Trubisky, and don't get me twisted, it was a great first year together. But since then, the offense has been stuck in the mud. You trade for Nick Foles, and Nick Foles is in and out as your starter this past season after not initially winning the job. So, you know, it's just – it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter how the team performs, but that's only part of the equation in this case for Matt Nagy. It feels like the – lack of offensive success and explosion is what's really going to prove to be his downfall if they do make the playoffs this year, but they still get bounced. So I think for them to feel really good about their jobs beyond this year, like let's, let's, let's just, let's not limp into the playoffs. Like let's not be the team that makes it only because the NFL added a seventh team to the playoffs last year. And we were like the best of a not great bunch. Let's be a division winner. Let's be a team that, you know, is 11 and five, and I guess maybe next year, 11 and six or 12 and five, if we have a 17th game that makes the playoffs as a wild card, but only because we play in a stacked division. So I think the Bears, I mean, I'm not sure there's a coach and GM that right now we can say with as much confidence is facing the pressure that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going into this season. Feels the Bears make me feel like Ron Burgundy. I'm just in the glass <laughs> case of emotions. That's what I'm. That's they have me spinning around in circles in the same place. That's why you got a. 
Zubin and, and, and Key to, to take care of you every morning, right? Oh, Four hours of therapy for right. those guys. I need them, exactly. I'll tell you what, much like Ron Burgundy, the Bears need to get off the teleprompter. they gotta, they got to come up with a new plan. Like, whatever, whatever's, whatever they're looking straight ahead at is not working. And Field said it's a, it's a warm seat. Field can be heard along with Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper on the First Draft podcast. And speaking of McShay, his new mock draft drops tomorrow. Field, thank you very much. We'll have you back, of course, on the road to the draft, April 29th through May 1st on ESPN and ESPN Radio. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Phil. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Let's roll to this Sports Center update, and then we will take it or shake it, including Shaq going through a table last oh, night. That's in one minute. Didn't look comfortable. Good morning. Welcome to your Sports Center update. I'm Zubin Mahenti, Creighton head coach Greg McDermott said he offered to resign after making some racially insensitive comments to his basketball team after a loss at Xavier on Saturday. He offered up that admission that he had offered to resign yesterday before Creighton played a huge game and lost against Villanova. They have one more game left to go in this regular season. They'll play the Butler Bulldogs on Saturday. But he did say in a long emotional statement after the game that he saw the pain in their faces talking about his players, but also asking for forgiveness and saying that, quote, one mistake doesn't define you. James Harden can be defined by yet another triple-double. I mean, that's all he does. He did it in his Houston homecoming. Nets over the Rockets, 132-114. Nets have hit the break. They're 24-13. and They are on fire at this very second. They hit, sit a half game back of the Sixers who also balled out last night with a big win over the Utah Jazz. Embiid went for 40 and 19. Black history always. Today we honor Bullet Bob Hayes, the only man to win the Super Bowl and an Olympic gold medal. That is an unbelievable daily double. Known as the Bullet, Bullet Bob Hayes, the world's fastest man in 1964, which I still think whether it's Usain Bolt or Michael Johnson or whoever it is, it's still one of the world's greatest, coolest titles you can have. You can't have that title forever. World's fastest man. But when you have it, Boy, it's amazing. The following year, he was named an All-Pro in his rookie season with the Cowboys. So that's pretty good, right? (laughs) Let's go to the Olympics and then play for America's team on the global stage and the biggest stage in America. Sports Center brought to you by. Imagine chasing him, Zubin. (laughs) I can't. Chase is a relative term. (laughs) Watch him run by you (laughs) as he gets smaller and smaller in your eyesight. Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. It's an instant gratification world. That's why Indeed has instant match. It searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver you people who fit your job descriptions right away. To learn more about Indeed's great hiring tools, visit Indeed.com slash credits. Got a little breaking news. Key might have to back away from the ID network because we got a little Dodger spring training baseball today that might take his attention away. Uh, no, for, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Dodgers, Kansas City at 3 p.m. on ESPN. There you go. Oh, I, mean, I wish we can go to spring training. Have you ever been to spring training? Uh-huh. I've, never, I've never had the experience. It's, I mean. You know what's cool about it? Today would be different because of the coronavirus. Yeah. But oh, yeah. What well, would obviously, be cool? yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I think you'll, you'll see what I mean. Access. Access. Like, even if, the, even if you have to go, yeah. let's say it's open, you have to wear a mask. In the old days, without a mask, you could go up and like listen oh, to chit chat, yeah. go to the yeah. batting cage, sit in the yeah. dugout, uh, talk that. to players. So even if it's mitigated with the mask, the access, the the coolness that you could get, like you just going up to Clayton Kershaw, you know, if you're just like a season so ticket normal, holder. Normal Imagine Key and I having a couple it's of beers like, uh, too, and training camp essentially, right? Ooh, I mean, but it's, open access for. I mean, I just never had a chance informal, to witness it. So oh, informal. I want that so but bad. It's, but so it's just informal. like going to a football training camp. Like like if you went back to the Chicago Bulls. 
four years after your retirement, the coach was still there, and you're hanging out on the court getting some shots up. I mean, that's kind of what spring training is. You might throw some BP um, to the guys. It, it just, you know, oh. if you got a relationship, it's – it's fun, though. And you imagine thing, you and I and Zubin in the stands. And the best thing is a player. You see this all the time. Guy pitches four innings, two yeah. at-bats, out of here, shower, golf course. Yeah. Like, uh, we're playing the game, four innings, you're done. It's all good. Let's look at the young guys. we got 80 dudes here. I need that. You're on the life. team. That's fine. We love it. All right, Take It or Shake It brought to you by Granger. We'll hope to get a world where we can get spring training. doesn't seem like you're asking for much. So last night, Shaq was in, what do they call it, the squared circle, I believe? I think the wrestling <laughs> ring is called a squared circle. Shaq is a better wrestler. He took a table dive. Yes. Amazingly, it cut just in half. Like, it always just cuts perfectly in half. I don't know how it happens. Well, but 390 it's, pounds you know, on a table. It's called trick cameras, you know? <laughs> is it, though? Because Shaq is a, well, okay. Man, well, they I'm just cut. saying. You try, to catch, you try to catch Shaq coming off the ring like that. I'm not going to – Shaq probably practiced <laughs> that thing a million times, and then that table's probably sliced in half so many different ways. You know, Shaq crazy. Though. So here's the Shaq question. Saying, I it's love not him, real? Though, are you saying t- this is not real, Key? Are you – See, I don't want to – don't we uh, – ESPN, we have... There is yeah. a uh, tab on ESPN.com for the WWE. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to poo-poo it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just put it it's that real. way. It's real, that's what I was it's, saying. It's, it's real. real, yeah, that's everything is real. Open hand slap, remember that one? <laughs> so is this real or not? Take it or shake it. Shaq is a better wrestler than Dennis Rodman, who in his day also participated no. in some wrestling. Shaq is better than Dennis Rodman in the ring. Take it or shake it. Shake it! Shake it! Shake it! Because Dennis Rodman's going to give you that craziness, though, right? It was like wild, crazy, the hair, just a, it was a little bit different. Shaq probably could be a really good wrestler because he's, he's much bigger. Like, he's almost like an Andre the Giant type. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure if he's picking dudes up and slamming them. But Shaq ain't in shape like that right now. Guys, Dennis like- did it. When he was a player, that's right. Shaq retired, so he ain't, that's about as much as the D's are going to do. I will say this to let you know how crazy Dennis is and how he talks. There were, there were stories when I became a bull, the things that Dennis Robin would say to people on the free throw line right before he oh, would yeah. box you out. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> he would box you out. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going to like this. Oh, I'm going to like it. He would say things that would make you think twice about Dennis Robin. Let's think twice about the Knicks here making the playoffs um, they're 18 and 18. They haven't made the playoffs since 2012, 2013. The Knicks will finally make the playoffs this spring. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Yeah, take it I, I think they make the playoffs. They're, they're in the fourth seed right now. And even if they go on a, a bad slide, remember, there's the play-in game. So they can still, you know, what if they just went on a, a terrible slide and just, just boom, and they just start losing games. But I don't think that that's the case when you – in sports, man, when you get to cooking and you feel good about certain things, that kind of continues with you. And it may just be their year to be that seventh, eighth, and ninth seed. I think they'll get in. I, I'm not sure they'll sustain being the fourth seed. Uh, yes. Indiana's going to come once they get T.J. Warren back, Kara Severt back later in the season. Toronto's getting better. Miami's recouping. Char- so it's going to be on the verge, but I, I think they'll make it when it's all said and done. We're asking this morning what constitutes success for your favorite NFL team. It's all in the eye of the beholder for the Packers. I think there's only one thing left, right? There's only one answer to that question. On that tip, this will be Aaron Rodgers' final season in Green Bay. Take it or shake it. Shake it! Shake it! Shake it. Aaron Rodgers is getting ready to get an extension. I would agree. Yeah, they they probably figuring out what the numbers is going to be right now. $75 million a year or something crazy that makes no sense, right? I mean, that's just – Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. I understand the Jordan Love uh, draft a year ago and everybody went crazy and nuts. Man, this dude ain't going nowhere. 
Why would you even think about it? Why would anybody even think about that? Nope. Aaron Rodgers, what do you need? Do you need more say about, you know, more wide receivers? What, what do you want? We're going to give you well, 100 you, million. right here. We're riding with you. We're going to make you the first $100 million player in the NFL. hundred a year. Wow. <laughs> We're just going to give it to you. Just to do five it. Year, five year, $500 million. <laughs> Whatever fully, you want. Fully guaranteed. <laughs> wow. Wow. With all $500 million due in the first 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> what a transaction that would be. It's a lot of money in the Caymans. There. Okay, so – Here's the other question here. What constitutes your team's success? This quarterback and this team could be on the total other end of it. Again, 888-ESPN, your team, what constitutes success? Field Yates just broached this with us when he was on the show just moments ago. The Jets should trade Sam Darnold, and this is really what Field is saying, and take a quarterback with the number two pick. Field is big on taking a quarterback at number two for the Jets. Trade Darnold, take a quarterback with their number two pick. Take it or shake it. Shake it, shake Shake it it twice, shake shake it it a third time, shake it and get it out of here. Move down, continue to build draft capital. You've got first-round picks, add on to that, draft players to put around Sam Darnold. That's the whole thing. You, you, You needed a new coach in there. You got that. You needed a new offensive coordinator in there. You got that. Now go get some pieces to put around him. Three years ago, he was the guy. You drafted him. The organization drafted him out of USC and felt that way. And it's not USC bias. So it's more about his ability. If you protect him and you get him there, yes, don't worry about long-term financial commitments and if he's going to grow. That's the coach's job is to get him to play better. Get him to play better. I agree with you. We're on the same page. It's not that difficult. We're on the same page. And I'm not taking no Zach Wilson and Trey Lance and Justin Fields or no Trevor Lawrence before that. I'm just not doing it. It's a make or break here. It's a big, big, big year. Stay in the division. Josh Allen, of course, has outshined Sam Darnold easily. But (laughs) is Josh Allen a safer bet moving forward than having Lamar Jackson as your quarterback? Take it Mm. or shake it. Shake it. Shake Shake it. Shake it. They both have grown, right? They both have gotten better. Why would he be a safer bet? Because you like the style in which Josh Allen – Plays because Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs, right? right. So that, that makes it seem and safer. That, and, but wait for Lamar Jackson to have a wide receiver exactly, like Mr. Diggs. Exactly, he has a receiver, and and so when Brian Dable leaves and takes a head coaching job somewhere, what is Josh Allen going to be? Is he going to regress? I mean, I don't know, but certainly no. I like what Lamar Jack. I like his style. They just need to fix the passing game. Yeah, my only thing, it just could be like a durability thing. You know, he puts themselves in harm's way, maybe a little more. Josh Allen runs too. No, I agree. And he yeah. gets he hit even hard. He, and he gets hit hard because he's a big body. Gotcha. Lamar's also running for 1,000 yards. <laughs> there's, there, there's a little difference, right? Yeah, I'd rather Lamar run for 1,000 rather than Josh Allen falling like a big tree no, that was chopped. Let's get I to agree. this last one because this last one is the best. The most important. Yes. Keyshawn should finally learn how to swim. Take it or shake it. <laughs> Shake it! Shake Stop it! it. Why, do I, why do I need to learn how to swim? I don't know. It's just on the sheet. So. No, I, it, it, look. <laughs> I only read what's I, in the uh, teleprompter. Again, <laughs> uh, again, I am happy going from one end of the pool at a resort to the other end of the pool. I just want the visual because of seeing you Because I can walk floaties. across holding my drink to Jay Will and his family in six feet, of course. So, and, and so <laughs> with no problem. And if I want to... Jump down and just and come up and do this and the water. Oh, you, I could do you that. You would do that. You would come out of the water and throw your hair back like you actually had long hair. You know how they do that. <laughs> With the water. But you would be so good 
doing the butterfly because your arms, your hand, everything I'm not you've doing done the butterfly. as an athlete. No, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> I'm walking from one end to the next. Every now and then, that's all I want. Every, my, every now and then, I might fake you out like I can really swim and go into water. Do that real quick. Come Doggy back paddle type thing. <laughs> this guy's elite swimmer. Wow. Yes. Wow. This guy's an elite swimmer. I don't look, man. I'm good. I ain't, you know, I'm good. All right. Six feet. That's his call. Six feet. Six, Safety stay, first six mascot. And stay six feet away. There you go. Six hey, six. When the water starts to get up to here, I got to get out. <laughs> Most of it is six feet apart. For key, it's six feet deep. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. On the way, they won five games last year. They got a long way to go, but they are all in on finding the quarterback that could change it all. Who are we talking about? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And we are joined by David Newton, Panthers reporter on the Goodyear Hotline. So if the Panthers is your team, this is your spot. David, we asked all of our team reporters this first question. We know the Panthers are all about upgrading the quarterback position. I think that's been made pretty clear in what Teddy Bridgewater has done and what David Tepper, the owner, has said. So what's the best-case scenario this offseason for the Panthers there? Well, that may be the easiest thing I've been asked today and will be asked today. I mean, the, the, the best-case scenario is for the Texans to say, hey, we're going to trade Deshaun Watson to you. We're going to take Teddy Bridgewater off your hands. And we're only going to do it for maybe a couple of first-round draft picks. I mean, ideally, that would put the Panthers in great shape with what they've got in cap room. They give them that quarterback for the future. They give them a guy that could get them to a Super Bowl if they build the right uh, other pieces around him. And, and they've already, if they keep Christian McCaffrey and all this with McCaffrey and B.J. Moore and, and Robbie Anderson and the rest of the weapons they have, you got a pretty good offensive group. That you do. You had a five-win season, but you get the right quarterback. Things can change, as we've seen. I mean, that division, right? Everybody's gone from worst to first. Um, what's the worst-case scenario for the Panthers this offseason? Well, probably worst-case for them would be that they have to stick with Bridgewater for another year. 
maybe draft a quarterback. If you really want to get worst-case scenario is they trade Bridgewater away and say, hey, we're going to go with Will Greer as our starting quarterback because I don't think that would be a recipe for success. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, let me ask you this one. Um, so with all those scenarios going around, and you kind of sort of mentioned drafting a quarterback, where does drafting one with the eighth overall pick fit in for the Panthers? Well, ideally, ideally, they do want to get a veteran guy in there. I did a story last week where it showed of the 59 quarterbacks drafted in the first round over the last 20 years, only five have gotten the team to the Super Bowl. And the failure rate for even getting to the conference championships like 32.2. So first-round picks don't guarantee anything when it comes to quarterbacks. But I do think that they would give a solid look at at some guys. I don't think they would trade up uh, for what it would take to get Zach Wilson. So if, if, you know, Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Mac Jones were there at eight, I think they'd have to strongly consider him. I mean, Mac Jones is a guy they really were high on at the Senior Bowl because they dealt with him for an entire week there at practice. Uh, The Panthers staff said all great things about him. Um, I think he would be a good fit for what they kind of want to do, but I don't think he's that, that dynamic player that they really want. And the other ones have flaws there. So whoever you get if you draft a quarterback after Trevor Lawrence is going to be a guy you're probably going to need a year or two of suffering with. David, what's the sentiment around North Carolina on Matt Rule and how he's ran the organization and how he's coached? I think it's a little mixed. I think they like a lot of the things he's done. I think they're optimistic about uh, the way their defense played last year with with really not a lot of good, great pieces there, a lot of new pieces. And um, I, I think they're optimistic of what they can do with Joe Brady and that offense. But I think um, there's, there's probably some skepticism. There were people that weren't very happy when they moved on from Cam Newton and a few other pieces in this team. Um, so a lot of people are kind of just kind of like waiting to see what he's going to do. Is he a guy? Is he going to be another one of those guys that went from college to the NFL and didn't succeed? Um, I think he's got a good plan. I think what they've done this offseason to get ready for a free agency has been solid. So um, I, think, I think if he were to get, you know, Deshaun Watson, I think a lot of opinions would change and everybody would love him to death because I, you hear everywhere you go here from my son to everybody on the street is what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Do they really believe like he's the answer here? That's the whole thing. Rebuilding Temple's one thing. It's even more impressive to rebuild Baylor from where they were, but this is still the National Football League and it ratchets up that much more. David, thank you very much. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, David. All right, so we're asking this Shocker. morning. What's that? Oh, upset about Cam Newton. Cam Newton. <laughs> well, upset about Cam Newton, but also everybody's excited at the, pros- the possibility of getting Deshaun Watson. Really? Yes. It's a lot of organizations <laughs> I was right about now. to say that. Canada would be excited about getting Deshaun Watson. Deshaun and the CFL. We'll see. Uh, so David joined us from North Carolina. Anthony's joining us from Wilmington, North Carolina. David probably in and around the Charlotte area. We're asking Love this Wilmington. morning. Yeah, we're asking this morning. Success for your favorite NFL team. What is it? Define it. Anthony, we got about 30 seconds, but go ahead. Your team and what it is. Say, man, you got to turn off your radio, dog. You calling us from a party? Where are you at? What's going on, man? Listening to yourself in the car. Got to call us back or something. How about John in SoCal? Uh, how about John in SoCal? We're going to talk about the value of the second pick in the draft and the team that holds it at the top of the hour. But, John, what do you got? Hey, guys, how's it going? Good morning this morning. What's up, John? Hey, well, first and foremost, I just want to give you guys props because uh, you guys are obviously the top three guys in sports talk radio because I try to call every morning 
and it's like trying to call the president. So <laughs> thanks for taking my call, number one. And then number two, I want to let Keyshawn know that I'm really, really intrigued with him because I've been trying to ask the question for about three weeks now, what kind of trade value could the Jets get if they traded down their pick, especially with Carolina, what could they get for flopping that, that uh, first-round pick? What else could they pick up? And then also another question for Keyshawn. I'm really intrigued with the fact that you love serial killers, and I want to know who your favorite serial killer character is. First of all, let's start there. I don't love serial killers. I like mystery shows. Oh, we're going to break. You got people thinking, oh, God. Well, you do watch a lot of them. Ted Bundy, obvious answer. (laughs) 